question that occupies, I've got lots of stuff here, look at that, that's wonderful, there. that occupies my heart tonight, and it's the fact that my name is not Marcio, because Marcio in Italian means fraud. But don't worry, because I've been called Pastor Frott for a long time. Okay, everybody look at me and say, K. Now, say after me. Mark. Markio. There you got it. Amen. Hallelujah. It's beautiful. It doesn't matter where I go. In French, it's Marcio. In, in German, it's Marcio. In Italian, no, no. In, 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 in English, it's Marcio. In South Africa, it's Marcio. It's always Marcio. But do I look fraught to you? <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, quickly, let me go through some, some uh, advertising over here. Uh, I got some books that I've written. The 42nd Step, the title just says it all. It's The Presence Driven Life. It's something that I've written out of my desire for intimacy with the Lord. And it's something that I really believe can be, um, can be useful in your life. This is the hole in the hedge. I've written this when a little boy of three years old died, drowned in, front, in, in my swimming pool. And I fished him out and I tried everything to revive him. And uh, sadly, he didn't come back to life. And uh, I questioned God why bad things happen to good people. And uh, I believe he gave me a revelation that I put in this book. And then I've got some, some tapes at the back there from my favorite preacher. And, um, and <laughs> me. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, so, um, so who wants a book? First hand up. That lady over there. Thank you very much. Would you give it? Grazie, prego. <laughs> who, wants, who wants this one? Hey, this, this gentleman here. Put your hand down. I haven't asked yet. Look at him. Oh, he deserves it, man. Come here. Come here. He deserves it. Come here. I mean, he was just standing like that. <laughs> That's me, man. I ain't going to let go of that one. There you go. Thank you. Bless you. All right. Okay, tonight I want to talk. Hello. Are we still there? Okay. Tonight, tonight I want to talk to you about uh, 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 my brother Stephen asked me for the title of the, of the message, and I didn't have one. So I came up with this one, which I think is very nice. Uh, out of Peter's shadow. Sounds good, eh? Out of Peter's shadow. So I want to talk to you tonight how to draw power out of the shadow of Peter. And uh, how to, um, basically it's seven points how to be able to touch the lives of other people around you. Now, seven points. Everybody says, Jesus, help him. Thank you. Amen. Okay, you ready? Here we go. We're reading from uh, Acts chapter 5. Actually, I'm not going to read. I'm just going to tell you the story. You all know the story. I mean, Peter, Peter uh, he was, he was, uh, he was uh, uh, walking around, and they were bringing sick people to his, uh, to, to, to his presence. They were, they were laying, laying sick, sick, not sick, sick people uh, on, the, on the street um, so that his shadow walking, passing by would, would touch him and they were healed. Okay, you remember, you remember the story. Is that all right? Must, should, should we read it? Are we all right? Okay, good. So, uh, point number one. In order for the shadow of Peter to produce what the people desired from that, 
which was healing, right? It had to be in the presence of the sun. Are we all right with that? It had to be in the presence of the sun. So let me tell you something. Uh, there is no way that you can have a second-hand Christianity. There is no way that you can have a second-hand intimacy. You see, I don't, I don't write emails to my wife. Okay, some of you are going get to get that later. I'm Italian, okay? I don't write emails to my wife, okay? I visit personally, <laughs> all right? So, uh, you know, in order to be intimate with somebody, you cannot do it via somebody else. As much as you are blessed out of your socks in this place with a man of God like Pastor Allen that brings you the word of God and, and breaks it apart and, and, and feeds you with it and, 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 and builds you up and everything, you still cannot do it through what he says. You're going to gonna have to be in the presence of the sun if you want your shadow to be able to do anything. You're going to be able to, you have to be able to get your own tan. Amen? You've got to be able to get, I got here, yeah, I got some Nivea. Uh, instant tan. Where are you going? Come here. I'm going to put you somewhere. Okay. Wait, wait. All right. Okay, now, turn around. All right, now, look at that. Now, is that 10? No, that's a mess. Now, that's religion. Thank you, Pastor Francis. That, my friend, is religion. Christianity is the real stuff. You know, this, you cannot have any... I better do this before I... Uh, you cannot have... A relationship with the sun second hand. In the book of Malachi it says that the, the, the son of righteousness rises with healing in his wings. I mean if you want any power. If you want to exercise any power. You've got to have in the presence of the sun. You've got to have to be able to receive those rays. To receive that heat. To receive that re revelation. You cannot work your life on a second hand revelation. You understand that? You cannot go and tell anybody about what Pastor Allen says. Because all you're going to do, you're going to touch the mind. But if you want to touch the heart, you can only pass on what you've got. You've got to be contagious with something. If you got the cold, and I know this is a faith church, so you don't get the cold. But I'm saying, just, we're talking about the other church, okay? The one down the road. But if, if, you, if you had the cold, all right, and you came to me and you said, I'm going to give you the mumps. I'm going to give you the mumps. Guess what I'm going to catch? I'm going to catch you. I'm going to catch what you got, not what you tell me. That's why, people, this is, this is the book that needs to be in your heart. This is the book that needs to be so close to your heart. But I want to, I want to, this was so interesting because I, ca I came in with the Quran. And I asked Pastor Inga, I said, I said is this El Mujahideen Conference Center? And he, he didn't know what to say. <laughs> For a moment there, I floored him. But I want to give an example. And, and if you get freaked out, please forgive me. I mean, I'm out of here in about an hour's time, so it's all right. <laughs> but uh, I want to give you an example. Do you realize that the Quran... This is to, to show you the difference between a relationship and a religion. See, 
this book for a Muslim has always got to be held high. I could lose my head for doing this. You realize that? Do we have any Muslim in the house? Because I got some serious bodyguards over here. <laughs> Do you realize? Now, I just want to show you something. I want to show you the difference between a religion and a relationship. You see, I don't worship this book. As much as I love every, every page, as much as I love every word, as much as I love every, every tittle, every jolt, every, 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 every little, tiny little bit of ink in this book, I don't worship this book. I worship the one who wrote this book. So I don't have a problem with standing on this book. I'm standing on the Bible. Amen? See, now that's... That's the difference. I can, I can lose my head for doing this to the Quran. But none of you, well, maybe some of you could, could get, you know, kind of upset. Ooh, you stood on the Bible. Well, let me tell you something. This is paper. <laughs> Say this with me. Paper. paper. <laughs> it's the one inside. And I've just lost my mic. Okay, never mind. It's the one inside that causes you to, to catch your tan. Help. <laughs> your mic is a very rebellious one. Your mic is a rebellious mic. <laughs> so I talk to one another. Just do something. One <laughs> thank you. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Don't look. Hello, one, two. One, two. Did I break it? Are we on? Okay. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Well, trust me to break the mic. All right. Here we go. They call me the amplified pastor. So anyway. <laughs> See, now, it's in order for you to be able to cast a shadow that has any meaning, you've got to be in the presence of the sun. You cannot get it. You you cannot have this. This doesn't cut it. Amen. The God in the head is not going to do it. You're going to have God in your life. Amen. So the second, the second point, I got to rush. <laughs> the second point is it had to be in the presence of sick people. Now I know this is very deep. But in order for his shadow... To produce any result, he had to be in the presence of sick people. This is what I call evangelism by presence. Let me tell you something. This church is wonderful. My church is beautiful. Church is fantastic. It's great. But you shouldn't be here casting shadows on one another. You should be able to go out there where the shadow is needed. Amen? In the presence of sick people. Now, uh, to give you an idea, why? Because pain, first of all, pain doesn't know any difference. Pain strikes the rich just as much as it strikes the poor, the female, the male, the young, the old. Pain doesn't know any difference. It strikes. So don't prejudge who needs your help. 
just be in the presence of any sick people. Let me show you. Uh, Jesus, in the same short period of time, he, he ministered to a, to a demon-possessed man, to the Gadarene. Okay? Remember the guy that uh, uh, he said, the, the demon says, hello, can I go into Miss Piggy? And, uh, and, they, and Jesus said, okay, go. And, uh, and so they all... <laughs> Sorry, I don't even believe I said that. Anyway. <laughs> but, uh, uh, and so, uh, that was a demon-possessed man. Then, 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 he, then, he ministered, then he ministered to, a, to a, um, a woman with an issue of blood. I mean, a demon-possessed man, a woman. Everybody say, a woman. Now, you know, in these days we say, whoa, woman. But in those days they say, woman. You know, so it was a problem. Not only it was a problem to be a woman, but it was a problem to be a woman with an issue of blood. So they had to go around saying, unclean, 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 ring a little bell, and everybody had to stay 10 meters away from them, right? Now Jesus breaks that and is in the presence of a woman, of a demon-possessed man. But not only that, immediately after that, a guy by the name of Jairus shows up. And this guy, brother, this guy is Mr. Religious. I mean, this, 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 is a, this is a serious religious dude. I mean, this guy is seriously religious. And sometimes people have an attitude with religious people. And we kind of, we kind of keep them at a distance, you know, because, because we think Jesus hated religion and religious people. Well, let me tell you something. Instantly, what does Jesus do? Jairus says, would you come to my house? And he says, here I am. I need to be in the presence of sick people. You see? So point one, you have to be in the presence of the sun. Point two, you have to be in the presence of sick people. Point three, it had to be moving. Because the Bible says that the shadow passing by, passing by would touch somebody it had to be moving you need to have a life purpose you have to you need to have something on the move you need to have something that gets you going in the morning and i tell you something i, just, I rejoice i am so happy when i hear pastor allen on the phone say hello pastor mario uh, could you please give me a hand uh, i need you to be at the bay on sunday evening i say yeah but i said well let me pray about it alan Inside of me, I go, yeah, but I'm do that. Yes. You know why? Because I like you. I love you. You are wonderful people. You're great. You, you are, what, what was I talking about? I forgot. <laughs> yeah, you had to be moving. Uh, senior moment, wait. Life purpose. Yes, that's right. Life purpose. Something on the move. You need to have something that gets you out of bed in the morning. Apart from your wife. That you need to get something that gets you out of bed in the morning. You need to have a purpose. You need to have something that gets you passing by. Because if you are steady, if you're static, it just your shadow is not going to carry any purpose. It's not going to carry any power. You need to be on the move. Let me tell you something. I don't care what you do, but do something. Turn to the person next to you and say, do something. Come on, here we go. Do something. I don't care what it is. You ins- ah, that's why I wanted to say. Because in this church, you have such an incredible amount of opportunity to... Yes, I'm uh, handsome. My Lord Jesus. Sorry. Amen. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. 
Okay, wait, you're using my time, don't laugh. Okay, wait. Oh, so, you need to have something that you can pass by and touch the sick people that you put yourself in the presence of. Amen. Let me tell you something. In Genesis chapter 1 and verse 22, God speaks to Adam and Eve and he says, Be fruitful and multiply. What does he say? Be full of fruit. Be fruitful and be full of seed. Think about it. Think about it. Think about it. Tell me this. Who was born first? The chicken or the egg? Put your hand down. Say, listen, be fruitful and multiply. Did he make the fruit first or the seed? He said, be full of fruit. So the chicken was born first. There you are. Now, I mean, if you didn't come for anything else, there you have it. See? Did you hear about the chicken that had the argument with the eagle? And he said, you know, I'd never be like you. You, you just, you know, you're just no good. And, uh, and he kept on telling the eagle, you know, this and that and the other. You live in the wild. I mean, we chicken, we, we have it easy and everything. And the, and the eagle turned around and he looked at the chicken and he said, I didn't hear any Kentucky Fried Eagle. <laughs> so anyway. So. So, first, he created the fruit. Adam was not a seed. Listen to me. Adam was not a seed. Adam was a fruit. He said, you are full of fruit. Now go and multiply and deposit your seeds. So, you've got to have something inside of you that is a fruit of what God has created you. Inside of you, there's a seed that you need to sow, but you're a fruit. You're already created with the ability to deposit seed. You're not, you don't have to go and look for seed. You're already a fruit of God's creation. Inside of you already exists the seed of your purpose. And you need to be passing by. Or that seed will die. And one day you're going to go to heaven with a bunch of seed in your hand. And God will say to you, you know, I didn't give you this to bring them up here. We got lots of that stuff up here. I gave them to you to use them down there. Amen. Number four. It had to be between the sun and them. In order for his shadow to be cast on them, it had to be between the sun and them. What does it mean? It means a spirit of intercession, intercession, compassion for the people. Compassion for the people. It had to be between the sun and them. It had to have some form of something inside that reached out to them. They reached out to the sick people. A form of joining, putting together the sun and them somehow to connecting the two somehow to put your fingers in the plug and light up their lives somehow to be able to 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 forget about your prejudice to forget about your differences to forget about your dislike to forget about the, you know what prejudice is is nothing more than judgment in advance that's what prejudice is and sometimes what we do you know what we do we look at the person and they don't dress like us they don't behave like us they don't look like us. They don't smile like us. They don't talk like us. And so all of a sudden, bang, prejudice. We judge them in advance. And in order for you to be able to have a shadow that casts some form of power, you're going to be able to, to be placed between the sun and them and somehow connect them. 
Let me tell you a story. Um, about, about two weeks ago, two, two, three weeks ago, I received a phone call from um, a lady in my congregation who looks after um, a, a, a number of younger ladies. <clears throat> and one of these younger ladies had been beat up, uh, physically beat up by a man who then um, violated her. And uh, unfortunately, she made the mistake of giving this man the telephone number of this lady. And so this man started sending uh, obscene SMSs to this lady. This lady phoned me and she said, uh, this and this is happening. And I feel very ashamed to do it, but I, I feel that I need to, to forward some of these messages some of these SMSs to you. And I'm telling you, it was filth. It was revolting. It was, you know, bleep all the way from the beginning to the end. And instantly, when I heard about the, the, the violence and I heard about this and I heard about that and I, and I saw those, those foul words and that foul spirit and I recognized the demonic spirit working behind it, instantly I said, I'm going to phone this guy and I'm going to give him a piece of my mind. But you know what? The Holy Spirit inside of me cut me completely right down to size. And as I picked up the phone and I, and I phoned this guy, and he picked up the phone, but he didn't speak to me. I started preaching Jesus to him. And I started talking to him. About, and he wouldn't say a word. And all of a sudden, I would say something, and he would ring off. And then he would SMS me back and tell me what to do with myself. And off here, and off there, and off everywhere. So I'd pick up the phone again and phone him again. And say, you know what? You can insult me or think you'll insult me as much as you want. But I want to tell you, Jesus loves you. You don't understand why, and I don't understand why. But you know what? He gave his life for you. And let me tell you something. You feel like you're such a big shot because you beat up a little woman. Eh? Do you feel like you're a big shot? I'll tell you something. You're just a little shot. You know, big shot go, little shot go. I said, you're just a little shot. He, say, he says to me, he says, I'm going to find out, you know, he says to me, I'm going to find out where you are. I said, listen, you come. I want to meet you. I want to talk to you. I want to tell you about And I'm telling you guys, listen to me. I'm telling you, she called me at about 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And constantly between 2 o'clock and 6 o'clock when we went to the, to the worship meeting, I was still talking to the guy. Now, listen to this. I started at, uh, about halfway through, I started praying for him. I said, I said, you know, it's very, it's very hard to speak to someone who doesn't talk to you. But I'm going to pray for you, my friend. And I started praying. And as I started praying, he rang off. And then I get an SMS. You can talk to me, but don't pray. Now, you know where this is going. So, I thought, long story. I mean, to and fro, to and fro, to and fro. Let's call him, let's call him Gary. That's not his name, but let's call him Gary. Gary SMSs me, and I phone back, and, I, and he's, he's on the phone. And now I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to go into the meeting, and I tell the guys, please just start praying, okay? Because I'm out there. We have some, some, some trees and some, some, some bush in the back of our church. And so I'm out there, and I'm going to talk to him. Now, I get there, and I start talking to him, and I mention the name of Jesus. And I, and I, and I, and I hear this, and he rings off. And he says, don't mention that name. So I picked up the phone again and I said, now, Gary, 
I'm going to cast that demon out of you. And I said, in the name of Jesus, I command you to leave my friend. And guys, before God, I heard this, this scream. It hit my ear physically. It, I went like this with the phone. And then I got it back and I said, I told you in the name of Jesus to let him go. Again. And the third time, it was him. The third time, it was him crying. And I heard the cry of despair and he rang off. And he phoned me again and he SMSed me again. And I said, Gary, I believe you're free now. Now I'm going to lead you in a prayer of salvation. And I want you to repeat these words after me. And I, I don't have to hear you. The Holy Spirit will hear you. And I, I led him in the prayer of salvation on the phone. And when I was finished, he rang off. He SMSed me back. He said, you have, <laughs> he said, you have introduced me to my heavenly father. Can I adopt you as my earthly father that, that I don't know? And, and a week later, he SMSed me from another telephone number, from another telephone. And he said to me, he said, he's a drug dealer. So he says, you know, when, 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 you're in, when you live in this world, you can't keep the same phone number for too long. So, but he said to me, he said, it's a week I've been off drugs and I'm running from my suppliers. I'm in Johannesburg. I'll be gone for a year. But when I come back, I'll come and look you up. I need to give you a hug. You've introduced me to your God. And, I'm, and, I, and I now I have a new life and a new beginning. I'm telling you something. That, that is because something inside of me clicked. And my shadow, not me, but I put him in touch with the one who could do something for him. And it would have been very easy to say, you piece of chicken dropping. What do you think you are? What, what do you think you're doing? You're talking to my girl, to my ladies like that. I rebuke you. I, I'm telling you, people like you are going to go to hell. You're going to burn like a Simba chip. You understand that? <laughs> but you know what? That guy, that guy would have never known the God that saved me 25 years ago. And now there's a man one day in heaven is going to look at me and say, thank you. For giving to the Lord. And who knows. Maybe he will lead some other drug dealers. Or maybe because of that. He's not going to feed drugs. To a little kid. That will turn out to be. A great evangelist. I don't know. I just know. People. You need to understand. You have to be between the sun and them. If you want your shadow. To carry any power. Number five. Number five. Uh, he had to be close enough. For the shallow. See good night. For the shadow. Shadow. To fall. He had to be close enough. For the shadow. To fall. You know they, the Bible says that they brought the sick. Peter must have had a, quite a good testimony with the people. Don't you think? They brought the sick to Peter. He wasn't, obviously they knew that he wasn't the type of guy that would have rebuked the sinners or rebuked the sick. They brought the sick to him. He had a good testimony. And he had to be close enough for his shadow to be cast over them. You know, when Jesus was walking 
there was a man by the name of Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus was a little guy. And he was a tax collector. Do we have any tax collectors in the house tonight? Now, tax collectors are not nice people, okay? Tax collectors... <laughs> Never mind. Um, <laughs> so, he was not... And, and, of course, in those days, they were even worse because... Not only they collecting taxes, but they were they were usurping their, their authority in terms of, of extracting taxes that weren't due, and they were they were basically stealing money from 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 their brothers and sisters and giving them to the occupying force to Rome and keeping a, a, a cut for themselves. So they were not nice people. Okay, so Zacchaeus hears of Jesus. Jesus has got a good testimony with sinners. Do you have a good testimony with sinners? Or all you do is you spend time with Christians. See, I tell my guys, I said, I said, you blessed. You blessed to go back to a to an office full of sinners. Me, I go back to an office, it's full of Christians. I'm stuck. I gotta go and find me sinners. You just go to work and you got sinners served on the plate. Don't ever say, oh God, I'm in this, I'm the only one who knows you in this office. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Thank you, Jesus. Huh? It's the poor guys like